Welcome to From the Bleachers, a podcast from Sandbrush University's KLA-FM. My name is Logan Howell. In this episode, I talk to Sandbrush University men's tennis coach, John Rolfe. We discuss how he thinks the team has adjusted to playing in the midst of a pandemic, as well as his days as an Ambrose tennis player. Welcome into From the Bleachers, a Sambros University podcast. I'm Logan Howell. With me today is the men's tennis coach, John Rolfe. John, thanks for being here today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So the first thing I want to ask you is, as a coach, how has it been for you to deal with this pandemic with your team? It's been very different for sure. I mean, I've been doing this about five, six years, I think, but this is definitely unique and nothing we could obviously prepare for. Um, Just obviously the distancing, practicing, trying to distance as much as you can and changing up some of those things and also just the lack of contact you can have, high-fiving, that obviously can't happen and stuff. So it's just trying to read your players and having them read you too because when you're wearing the mask, I mean, they probably can't even see what the heck your facial expression is. So (laughs) it's just been an adjustment for sure, but I think it's gone as smoothly as it could have, I guess. So when you guys have these matches, what are some protocols that you guys have in place to keep the players safe? Yeah, so what we've been doing is, um, so normally each match, the each total both teams would get one can of balls we've been either doing each team gets a can or each team gets two tennis balls for that um and then there's been no handshake at the end of the match so instead of shaking hands we just tap rackets or whatever so those are probably as far as matches go those are probably the the two main main differences and so in practice, you do you follow these same type of protocols or there's a different set for practice? Yeah, we try to follow the same. So um, that's one of the things that's the hardest part is because it's just human nature, especially when you're playing doubles together to high five your when you make a good shot with your doubles partner and stuff. But that's been obviously highly discouraged. <laughs> so we're trying to get that out. And it's just been an adjustment for us during practice as well. So as a coach, was the season ever in jeopardy this summer, or were you guys? Did you guys kind of know? Okay, we're going to be able to make this happen over the summer. We planned as if we were going to have a fall season. Um, to be honest, it obviously was in doubt throughout the summer, especially. Uh, but we planned like we were going to play. We scheduled some matches. Had a team actually pull out because of COVID, so we had to find another team to play in the fall because uh, we like to stick with four matches or so in the fall. So. Uh, but we were planning like we could, and thankfully we were able to do our normal fall season. So so now let's get into this season a little bit. How do you feel that the teams per- performed so far with everything that's going on? I liked our fall overall. Um, we have four new players, uh, including our so our number one and four of our top seven, I think, are all either freshmen or JUCO transfers. So there was some learning as far as just getting into the college tennis, and obviously it's a step up versus high school but we got our first win in I think a couple of years so that was good and we're looking to to build on that and be competitive in the spring too so so what type of things are you looking to improve on with this team um I actually like so last year our issue was doubles play we had some singles players this year I like our our doubles um it's just playing smart you know and also getting used to matches because you can hit great serves or be, look, look great in practice, but then playing the match is a completely different thing, especially for the guys who are newer. So we're just trying to play more matches, get them into that, and then it's just basically critiquing what they're doing and trying to play basically smarter, smarter brand of tennis. So, 
Yeah, and you talked about that first win. How big was that for you guys to get that win against Dubuque? It was big. So, and actually, we had a couple close matches before that. I think we lost six three to Wartburg, and five and four three to Cornell. So there were we were competitive for the most part in the fall. Um, but obviously, it's big. You know, it's it had been a while, and we had I think only two guys on the team who were on the team when we won our last one. Really? So it was just good for them to taste success, and then we're obviously, once you taste it, you want to have more success. So that's the goal in the spring, too. Mm-hmm. So. And do you believe that your play at St. Ambrose has been able to help you as a coach now? Yeah, so it's it's kind of it was kind of unique because I got hired as a full-time, or the head coach, the second year after I graduated. So I was coaching players not only that I played with, but that played above me in the lineup (laughs) so it was interesting trying to like tell those guys what to do because you know they had beat me in the past so um yeah I mean any being here helped and just having the tennis experience playing helped you kind of know what what they're going through and what it takes to to win so um and it's been an evolution too the first couple years you're kind of winging it and trying to figure out what the heck you're doing (laughs) and then now I kind of feel comfortable with it too and um, knowing what buttons to push and how to get the best out of them. So, And what made you want to come back here to Ambrose and be a coach? Yeah, I just liked tennis. I mean, I've, I've, I played since I was a kid and um, didn't like the way we were rebuilding to it when I was a senior, so I just didn't kind of like how that – and I didn't still have friends who were players on the team. That was probably a big pull as I knew some of the guys who were – still on the team and then obviously they're graduated now but um still enjoy it and still like it and yeah and how would you describe that time at st ambrose a bit different enjoyable you mean when i was a when i was a player yeah as a player yeah yeah, yeah it was i mean it was i mean obviously different first of all we didn't have these, these covid protocols so yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> that was different but yeah i mean it it's amazing too because like i'm six to or seven to ten years older now than some of the players but I feel like I'm like a whole generation <laughs> before just based on you know the technology and and all that stuff but um yeah it's been I feel like I relate you know well to the players and um yeah it's been a good transition I think and so obviously the transition b- between ADs to Mike Holmes how would you describe that relationship between you guys a good relationship yeah it's been good um whatever I need gets taken care of. So that's, you know, that's number one <laughs> that, that you like. And uh, whenever you have someone, you know, new come in, you're just wondering how, how the dynamic's going to work. Because I knew Coach Ray even, I went to basketball camps when I was a kid when, <laughs> when he was coaching. So I had known him for, for a while. So um, obviously anytime you hear something new, people always, like, worry a little bit. But it's been a good transition, and he's good for our program. So, And so now moving into the spring a little bit, is there something, a mindset, a motto, something you want your players to have as they transition here? Yeah, so it's it's just building, and it's it's really being relentless at bringing your effort every day because they've seen, too, where if, you, if you're focused in practice, it shows up when you play, but if you're, like, walk, walking through the motions and then you think you can show up, especially the new guys, I mean, that – the first couple of matches, you're like, okay, I got to, you know, I got to bring it every day. Um, so that's really w- what I ask is the max effort. And then not only in matches, but it's hard to turn the switch on and off. So we're trying to bring everything to practice and 
and then push towards that. And then obviously we're playing, we'll be playing some tough teams in uh, the spring. There's usually a couple of teams at least ranked in our conference. So it's trying to build towards being ready for, for those challenges. So. And as a coach, have they told you maybe that these protocols are still going to be in place come springtime? I know everything's up in the air right now, but are you guys preparing for that? Yeah, so continue? I haven't heard anything as far as the spring. I'm kind of just working under the assumption that it's it's going to be similar um, until I hear otherwise. So, um, yeah, that's the way we'll do it. I mean, we have, we'll start in January, so we have a few months. Things could always change, of course, depending on how this pandemic goes. But, um, yeah, we're going to prepare, like, it's the same and um, adjust, I guess, if we, if we need to. And so also, last question I got here for you, moving into the spring season a little bit more, how many seniors do you have on your team? Is How many are going to be, this is going to be their last run at it? Yeah, so we have two, technically two seniors. Um, with the COVID last year, um, they are able to come back if they want. Okay. So it's about talking to them and academically if they're fits in their academics because they're technically juniors athletically if they apply for the way you know the waiver that they can get. Okay. Um, so potentially we could have two guys graduating. Potentially we could have everyone back. I guess so. Yeah, it's kind of a unique thing too because usually you kind of know <clears throat> these are my seniors and this is going to be their last year and you obviously you're trying to send them out in a positive note, which we will obviously do our best to do anyway um but it's just unique because essentially last year they played some but it was not counted if they want to come back so and they get granted that so um yeah we'll see how it goes it's kind of up to them and see how it works but yeah uh two at the most for graduating and could be none so it's a unique situation for sure okay Thank you for being here today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for inviting me. And that concludes this episode of From the Bleachers. Make sure to stay tuned for next week's episode. Thanks for listening to From the Bleachers. In the next episode, I talk with Sam Rose head football coach Mike Magistrelli. We discussed how a switch from a fall to spring season will affect his team, as well as who we can expect as a starting quarterback come 2021.